0: This is Where's God? Finding Him in the Small Stuff, and I'm your host, Greg McCollum. I'm going to tell you a story, a story that will inspire you and help you move closer to God through the small stuff in your life. A story to give you a glimpse of God that will surprise you with its simplicity and amaze you with its message. The first thing I do in the morning, every morning, is look at the clock. What time is it? How long did I sleep? How much time do I have before I need to leave the house? And the last thing I do at night, every night, is look at the clock again. What time is it? How many hours will I get to sleep tonight? Is the alarm on or off? And in between the first thing I do in the morning and the last thing I do at night, I look at the clock all day long on my computer, on my phone, on the kitchen wall, on the family room mantel, in the living room, in my car, the clock on my desk at work. I need to know what time it is, don't you? we try to organize time and make it more rational by dividing the country into time zones eastern time central time mountain time pacific time we try to manipulate time by switching the clocks back and forth daylight savings time or not daylight savings time we break the day into general periods of time daytime lunchtime supper time Nighttime, bedtime. We define time in a way that is easy to understand past, present, and future. We quantify time by duration seconds, minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, years, decades, centuries, millennia. We talk about time being relative. When we are younger, time just seems To drag by. (laughs) But as we get older, time flies by. (laughs) We've been told that time stands still, or a stitch in time saves nine, or timing is everything. Some people have the time of their lives, while other people try to catch time in a bottle. When our daughter Erin was little, we would go on family trips in the car, driving, and Sometimes, you know, pretty long way. And she would always ask over and over again during the trip, how much longer before we get there? And I would say, you know, like five hours or six hours or something like that. And she would uh, kind of whine and say, no, Daddy, show me with your hands. So I would hold up my hands with various spacing between them along the way to show her how much longer before we would get there. The closer we would get, the closer together my hands would get. Aaron wanted to see time. Personally, I find that I am a slave to time. Just about everything in my life is organized around time in one way or another. There are certain hours each day when I have to be working, other hours when I can be at home other hours when I have no choice but to do certain things that must be done. There's a meal time. There's a meeting time. There's a rest time. There's worship time, study time, appointment time, cleaning time, family time, laundry time, cook time, so on and so forth. You get the idea. But I can't pause time. I can't rewind time. I can't Change time, I can't extend time. I am at time's mercy. Never is this more evident to me when I look in the mirror. Where did all of this gray hair come from? And the wrinkles? And when did I start wearing glasses? How long ago was it that I didn't care how many stairs I had to climb each night to go to bed? And where did those three little babies go that were running around under my feet like rugrats just the other day, and now they're all grown up with jobs of their own? Time marches on. The good news is that there will be a time for me when time, and the way I experience it now, will be different. It will virtually disappear, because there will be no time for this kind of time in eternity. I mean, there will be no clocks, no watches, no calendars, no appointment books. And the best part, there will be no aging and no one will get older. When we live in eternity, eternally, time will have no relevance, no meaning, no frame of reference, and no power. Besides, even if time were there the same way as in eternity, keeping track of time would be ridiculous anyway. Instead, we will be experiencing time in a whole new way in eternity. No longer will it enslave us, but it will bless us. We will have all the time of eternity to sit at Jesus' feet, all the time of eternity to hear Peter and John talk about what it was like to be on earth when Jesus walked here in the flesh. All the time of eternity to listen to angels sing and to walk on streets of gold and to visit with our friends and loved ones who will be there. All the time of eternity to explore a new heaven and a new earth. Here's how Peter described time and eternity in the best way he knew how so our finite minds could try to comprehend it. He wrote, But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. I don't know about you, but when I'm going to be in eternity, I'm going to be happy because time will have no power over me anymore. It will have no meaning for me, no meaning on earth or in heaven in eternity. And I won't miss it at all. I won't miss it at all. I won't have time. This concludes today's episode of Where's God? Finding him in the small stuff. Did you know when Jesus was preaching and teaching, he never used words like justification, sanctification, glorification? He never used words like those to describe himself, God, God's word, salvation, heaven, or eternity. Instead, when Jesus talked about theological concepts, he talked about the small stuff of life. We call them parables today. He did that because his listeners could understand the small stuff. They were living the small stuff every day. It was through the small stuff that jesus helped people move closer to god there are going to be no intimidating scary or overwhelming theological words as part of this podcast you'll just encounter things like cups of coffee home repair signs on the side of the road roller coasters and french fries all revealing something unique about god who meets you in real life ways every day.